Welcome to this episode of Stand Out, the podcast to better your business, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Listen in, and you'll walk away with insights from exemplary members who share their business acumen and the newest ideas from authors and thought leaders relevant to the organizing and productivity industry. And now, here's your host, longtime NAPO member, Claire Kumar. Welcome to another episode of NAPO's Podcast Standout. I'm Claire Kumar, your host and productivity catalyst. So I'm thrilled today to be bringing you a really interesting topic that we haven't explored. And it's really about something that we live with every day, that we help our clients with every day. And I thought it would be really interesting to get a current take on what's hot in the land of closets. So I'm really thrilled to have NAPO member with us, a NAPO member who's also really active in the organization, a member of ICD as well. Her name is Naima Ford Golson. But before I bring her in, I want to tell you a little bit more about her. Before I do that, though, I want to just have you reflect on as an organizing professional and maybe even as a productivity coach. Has anybody ever asked you, Geez, how organized are you? Is everything in your house organized? I don't know, but for me, my closet has been one of the places that really needs to function well. And I've had a lot of time to think about it. As many of you may know, I brought a product to market for clothing management was part of the closet. For a lot of people, I thought it was the icing on the cake in a design closet, but I'm really interested to see how things have changed what's new, what's interesting, and even some of the basics. What do we need to think about when we're getting a closet to work for us? So I'm really thrilled to have with us Naima Ford Goldson. She's coming to us today from Atlanta. She is the proud owner of Restore Order Professional Organizing. She's also a member of ICD, and she's also, I love this, the founder of NABPO, which is the National Association of Black Professional Organizers. Now, it's a nonprofit that seeks to empower BIPOC professional organizers. And she's also a fellow podcaster. She hosts Organize Me Radio. So welcome, a really warm welcome to you, Naima. Thank you, Claire. I am so excited to be on. Yeah, this is such a fun topic. I love when we can really sort of dive into some best practices, strategies, what do we need to know? And I thought maybe the first question we'd start with is, why should we even think about customizing our closets? You know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, so many people don't have custom closets, right? But when you think about it, our day starts and it ends in our closet. So we need our closet to function for us. And I think a lot of people when they, let's say you buy a new house or you're renting a house and sometimes you just stick with the closet that you've inherited, right? You might not have enough long hanging space or you might not have enough short hanging space. So the good thing about customizing a closet is that you can do that. In my closet, for example, I share it with my husband, unfortunately. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fortunate for him because I keep it organized. Unfortunately for me that I have to share it with someone that I have to clean up after. But anyway, I digress. So my husband is 6'3". And so when I designed our closet, and I'm 5'6", when I designed our closet, I designed our short hanging spaces at different heights. 
So I designed it at a height where his clothes would fit and wouldn't drag. And then I designed it at a height where it wasn't too high up for me so that I can reach the clothes. So you can just think things like that. You can add so many different items in there. So if you have a lot of shoes, you know, the average woman has about 45 pairs of shoes or way more way more or way less, (laughs) you know, I fall in probably the 20 pair range. So I'm able to fit my shoes in my closet, but some people might want to have just an entire shoe closet, right? Okay, so, so for just, those shoe just on the shoes for a second, <laughs> I remember working with a client and she had these gorgeous, cute little feet. And I remember thinking, man, if you've got size six feet, you can fit so many more shoes in. I've got like a nine and three quarter size 10 <laughs> foot. I'm like, it is so unfair. You can fit so many more shoes in, right? So you're, you're really touching on the anthropomorphics of people. So the way our bodies are, then our size and shape really has a material impact on how we design the closet. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't take that into account, but it really does matter um, with maximizing your space in the closet. Yeah, it does. And so I'm thinking back to even my house before I moved into a condo. I didn't rip out the wire closet. I just figured out ways to maximize use of that space. Now, given we were both not very tall people, five, four and a half and five, eight. Okay. I mean, five, seven in hair, but don't tell them I said that. <laughs> uh, so I figured out ways. So one of the important things to think about is you can customize without breaking the bank, right? You can go from easy to install quick solutions to full redesign, mill work, the whole, you know, the whole nine yards. But let's come back to the principle of customizing and customizing it for each person based on, I think body type, the anthropomorphics is one. What else do we have to consider when we're customizing a space? Yeah, so definitely body type, but also taking the inventory of what you have. What do you have that needs to be stored in the closet? Do you need a dresser in there? Are you storing, are you folding clothes and putting them in drawers that you want inside there? Do you have a hamper in your closet? I have a hamper in mine. You can get a built-in hamper for your closet, you know? So what else is what else is going to be, be stored there? Do you need jewelry storage? You know, you can do a drawer for your jewelry. You can even put, I've put vanities in people's closets, you know, where they can do their makeup. So it really just depends on how it functions for, and what you need in your closet. And when you're getting ready, what is going to help you maximize your time in the morning with getting ready? What is going to make it easier for you to get out that door. And I definitely think taking those things into account will, you know, set you off with a good day and just get you going. I love that. So I love that. Get easy out the door. That's really amazing to do that. What would I love to have? What kind of is frustrating me? Like maybe you want a steamer. Maybe you want to store a steamer in there. That's right. Where you do that, Mm -hmm. where your iron. Yeah. The fold down table for your iron so that you can, you know, press that shirt before you use it. It also relates to, and you mentioned it here, our preferences, our preferences for how we like to store things will drive hopefully what's in our inventory now. So if you don't like to fold things and put them on shelves, maybe you want a wall of hooks. If you like to hang things, maybe you want more hanging space. So the preferences, the body type, the preferences, taking that inventory of what you have. But can we, what do you think about the concept of editing before you inventory? Oh, definitely. So I always tell my clients and my friends and family, if you haven't used it within a year, 
get rid of it. Does that still apply? Because we've been just through two years of like <laughs> lockdown. Nobody's going anywhere. I mean, that's true. That's true. But, you know, I feel like a lot of people have made life changes as well. So maybe, you know, before the pandemic, those things don't apply anymore. And maybe you have a whole closet filled with clothes that you might not ever wear again, because there are some people who might not ever go back into the office, you know, so they'll have more leggings and sweats and things like that versus blazers and and slacks, you know? So I think, I think they'll have to take that into account too. Like, am I the same person? Do I have the same needs that I did a couple of years ago? If not, then that's an easy way to just purge your closet and maximize your space. I love that. Who are you now? And where are you going? Where do you see yourself in the next year or two? And do those garments really support the life you're choosing to live now and the life you're aspiring to in the next couple of years and let go of, you know, the suits that I have. I bought three new suits in October, 2019. They're gorgeous. But I'm like, well, you know, you're wearing a gorgeous jacket. I have one in that color, but I hardly, I find I hardly wear jackets even on air now. So, and I'm broadcasting from here all the time. So you're right. It's a fascinating topic. The other part of you said at the beginning, that you know we start and we end our day there in the closet and I think thinking about the putting away also affects the design of the closet and respecting our preferences can you comment on that at all yeah so I definitely think along with it you have to develop healthy habits for putting things away, hanging things up, making sure the clothes get into the hamper. You know, if there's something that you rewear, like I don't wash blazers after every use, you know, I'll usually put it on the hanger and then we'll dry clean it a little bit later, but after a few uses. So you have to just make sure that you actually are doing the work to maintain the space. So that's important. So, you know, purging and then getting a new design, that's half the battle, but maintaining the space will keep it looking beautiful. It'll keep it neat and organized and you'll know where everything is. So it's just getting in the habit of making sure that we put everything away in that, you know, those socks make it into the hamper. Yeah. Right. And so thinking through to that, I mean, one of the challenges that I've seen with people not using a hamper is there's sometimes one step too many. So you've got a lid on the hamper and the lid is like too much effort to lift that lid so stuff ends up on the floor so it's like where should the hamper be placed so it's actually part of your routine can you make some fun with it for kids and make it like a basketball thing you're gonna just you're gonna toss your clothes into the hamper but it's got to fit how you live so thinking through your routine and then designing you know where that goes is very cool but but don't forget the hamper because then you'd be looking at it in the middle of your bedroom for the exactly Exactly. So in my house, I have hampers built in. If lifting the lid off a hamper is an issue, they have so many hampers that are just open. You can just throw it in. And like you said, make a game out of it, like basketball, just throw everything into the hamper. And then eventually when you start doing it, you'll develop the habit and keep doing it. And, you know, might not want to see your clothes just laying there on the floor. Well, it's very interesting because there's such differences in personal preference, right? So, I mean, maybe we need to do an episode about sharing space at some time. Because oh my goodness, yeah. That, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we'll just throw a point out here of what you recommend for sharing a closet, because this is something that a lot of people do. We share that one closet with somebody who doesn't have the same organizing preference or style that we do. Is there something in the design that can support 
support two different styles working together. What are, what are your thoughts on that? So I definitely think that when it comes to design, I think it's important for both people to be present, you know, both decision makers, both people who will be storing their items in that closet and have a conversation with the designer that you're working with, or if you're doing it yourself, just, you know, have a come to Jesus moment, like just talk with each other and make sure that you're on the same page, make sure you know what he needs and he knows what I need, you know, and definitely figuring that out. Because like you mentioned earlier, you know, we have different needs for storing storage, you know, you might like to fold your clothes versus hanging your clothes. So we have to make sure that that translate with the design. And if you have a walk-in closet, usually that's better. Reach-in closet is a little bit hard, but even with the reach-in closet, you can divide the space with like drawers or shelves. And maybe he takes the top shelves, you take the bottom shelves, and then you have the whole left side. He has the whole right side, and then he can design it how he sees fit. Like if he wants to put a tie rack in that side, or if he feels like he What's doesn't a need a hamper. What's a tie? The only time <laughs> exactly. I see them now is right? news anchors right? and maybe sports <laughs> managers. Like that's like a tie. Right. Right. But then there are also those fun things like, you know, having a valet rod, you know, the the tool that like pulls out and you can hang your clothes on there when you're planning for tomorrow or if you're going out and, you know, hanging yeah, it up you're to see absolutely what you're right. using. We, you need something for outfit selection so mm-hmm. you can be yeah. ready to go in the morning. And maybe you do that the night before and you put it together and it's ready or you're planning for a trip. Right. And you're going to pack and you can put an outfit, put an outfit and then pack it kind of. So exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to use in a closet. And I love putting it in everyone's closet. Some people they're like, oh, what do you need it for? And it's such an inexpensive part too of a custom closet. Like it's so inexpensive, but it's the thing that I utilize the most having a valet rod. Yeah. What I do, if there isn't one there is I look for my short hanging, no sleeves, and I use them as a hanger. I use the end of the hanger and loop my hanger through and then you get a, you know, you can use it. So and that's that quick, is so smart. Mm-hmm. It's a quick hack. But you have to have your short hang, no sleeves items together to have a couple <laughs> of hangers to put that through, right? Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. So when we're looking for closet solutions to customize the closet, how should someone go about that from the organizing professional side? So if we're looking to help someone, what part can we play in that as well? So I think the good thing about us being professionals and there are so many different closet companies now and they have trade partner programs. So you can reach out to the closet company, see what kind of trade partnership they offer. A lot of these companies will even kick back a commission to you. So if you have a client their space organized, you have those measurements, you know exactly what they need to store. So you know how many areas they need for folded clothes, you know how much hanging space they need, you know the heights, everything like that, you know how many pairs of shoes they have to be stored. You can go and partner with a closet company and they will do the design for you. They'll even present the design to the client. They'll come up with the price for it. And then most of them, like I said, will give you a kickback. They'll give you a commission on that. Yeah. And you know, I want to talk about that just for a second, because I think it's important for business owners to know how to position that. And there are options because there are options to say that some designers will take discounts that they receive and pass them on to the client. Some designers will take a discount, split it, and some will embed it in their fee and their fees reflect that there's value coming to the client in different ways. 
So I think it's, it's important to think about if you're going to enter into that kind of agreement, how are you going to talk about it with your customer? You know, is the customer getting the same price that they would if they went to shop on their own? Yeah. So you're this value add potential and you get to decide what you do with that value. Right, right. And I think you raise a good point because, you know, the customer might go in there not knowing exactly what they need. They can tell they can go into a store and tell them, like, you know, I want a custom space. But if you don't tell them exactly what's going to be stored in there, they're not going to be able to maximize your space for you. And you still might end up with a generic closet that you're trying to get away from. So having that professional there will definitely help you to ensure that you're getting the right things for the value of having a custom closet. So, you know, being professional organizers, you know, we are so great. I've, oh my God, of like our industry, you know, we can just, you know, put someone together like that and we know what you need. Sometimes I'll go into a space and I'm like, oh, you just need this, this and this, you know, and then people might be like, oh, well, I never thought about that. But, you know, that's the value that we have with our experience and working with other clients and seeing what's worked for some and what maybe hasn't worked for others. But, you know, we have that insight so we can really help them with, you know, getting the best bang for their buck, but also making sure they maximize the space that they have. Yeah. And what I love is coming to mind for me is you're not going to be oversold and you're not going to end up with something that doesn't work for you. So the investment of working with a professional who's not tied to the commission of the closet company, like selling the product there, you can be, you can really trust the advice that you're getting from a professional organizer. Not to say that the closet design companies are doing anything unethical, but there's different motivations and ours are purely around giving you a system that's going to work for you. Right, right. Because typically they're working on just commission, you know, and then when they do like with, you know, trade partners, it's not like it's a whole, it's not going to make you rich, you know, so it's not like it's a, a huge cap, but it's just like kind of just a, something like thank you for the referral type deal. Well, and I would prefer the language to say it's a referral fee because you've brought that and that's what we use in our business even if we're sharing organizing expertise referral fees are a part of business kickback makes it feel a little dirty so referral fee is reasonable because the marketing <laughs> the value of the marketing is going to the person who brought the client to the service right and there is there is value in that and then there's value again from this design perspective that you're bringing so yeah i've had many clients i've brought to varying different levels of services, whether it's running to Home Depot and looking in the closet system and finding what we can put in, or it's working with a millwork company and I've made the design. So I wanted to talk about perhaps your recommendation for if somebody wants to really get into closet design work and share their designs with the client as input. Do you have any recommendations for tools to use right now on designing a closet? If we're going to give the input, even if we give it to a closet design company, how should I communicate what my vision is for that space? So I would definitely start with, you know, just graphing paper. So I'll just go in and I will sketch out the space and it's never anything beautiful. It's really, I have a ruler and I'm just like really like sketching out, like making lines, you know, to signify what the room looks like. And then I'm taking measurements of each wall. So I'm getting the height of the ceiling. I'm getting the width of each wall. I'm noticing if there are any light switches or outlets or any vents or anything like that, noticing where those are. And depth. 
And death. Exactly. Death. So you, right. So you need to sure that they have space to walk. So I like to make sure people have at least two feet of walking space in there. If you can get three feet, that's great. Sometimes it's not possible. So there are times where you might have to design on one wall and leave the other wall just open, you know? So it's just really looking at their space and figuring out how it'll function for them, where they can really use it. Yeah. And my closet in my master in this condo and the one before, the return is so small on one side that I had to put shelving in on down one aisle and look at my folded is there and the hanging is only on one wall if i had put hanging there you would have been like i'm eating my shelf yeah, as i yeah. walk in right it's yeah like, you'd like run run through <laughs> yeah they're really they're really and of course there was wire racking down one side and the other so it was ugh, made me cringe right so yeah so graph paper measuring the height the width the depth and then preserving flow I love mm-hmm. that. And I love how you mentioned, I love how you mentioned how you had hanging on one side and shelving on the other, because hanging, if you take into account it, usually you need at least 21 inches of depth for hanging. So that's like average. That's how much it comes out. And then with shelving, you can, you know, customize the shelving depth. It could be 12 inches. It can be 14 inches. It can be 10 inches. You know, it can be as small as you need it to be the company that you go with. But yeah, that's important because if you have that narrow space with having just the hanging on one side and the shelving on the other, you don't have to worry about the shelves coming out. And like you said, having that little narrow room of space to walk through to get to your things. So yeah, yeah. Then it can feel, it's got to feel good, right? It's got to feel good to use it. Otherwise you won't want to go in there, especially to put something away. Right. Right. That's like, you got to actually design for both. Don't diminish the put away because if you're not putting your clothes away, there's something wrong in the system versus your process. Exactly. Right. You got a speed bump. You got to get rid of <laughs> well, and one of those speed bumps could be lighting. You know, we yes. need to think about lighting in the closet to make sure it's adequate. So if you want to put the black flocked hangers in your space, you've just darkened it all up. If you want to put dark cabinetry, you need to kick up lighting. If you're gonna put white in and light colors, you're gonna need a little less because there's going to be, you're just not darkening the entire space. So really think about that when you're playing with the finishes. So what's what's trendy in design finishes, in colors and hardware? Like what's going on in the fun stuff? The pretty Yes, stuff? okay. So light colors, <laughs> you know, people are so into light colors. Like white is always, you know, white is just the classic color that people love using in their space no matter what but also like lighter um gray tones or like a kind of warmer woodsy type tone but still not too beige in the tone so light tones are definitely trendy when it comes to the hardware we're seeing gold champagne bronze oh matte yeah matte black you know matte black is huge right now so but then I always say something like, you know, a satin nickel is kind of like a classic. So you can never go wrong with, like with a jewelry. satin nickel. Yeah. Right. I always mm-hmm. look at lighting and hardware. It's like the jewelry in a space. I remember when I did my staging training, it was find seven pieces of sparkle in a room. And uh, the hardware is definitely one of those. So if you add, if you have hardware and you put glass handles, for example, or the acrylic, you know, you get that, that's a bit of luminosity. So it can add some life into the space too and kind of brighten it. 
Right. And that's the good thing. You can put those tiny little finishing touches, you know, you can do an acrylic front drawer, you know, like let's say you have an entire white space, but you want to do white acrylic that will just add some bling into your space. That'll add sparkle and shine into your space, you know. So there are so many options. You can do glass doors. You can do cabinet doors over your shoes, you know. So there are just so many fun options where you can really personalize your closet and make it your own. And I like how you mentioned the lighting because that is so important. And it's often something that people don't think about when you're changing out your closet, change the lighting as well. Like you said, if you're using a darker finish, then it's gonna be dark in there. So you wanna lighten it up, but you can also get closet systems that have lighting integrated into the system. So that's a fun thing to do, but it can get a little pricey. So if that's not in your budget, just having an electrician put in a different type of light can really change your space. Yeah, absolutely. But don't dismiss it because you can be in there going, why doesn't this feel good to use? So yeah. looking at mm-hmm. those points of friction and getting them out of the way is amazing. So many great tips there. Is there any favorite closet organizing product that you like to add in this? Maybe not part of a custom closet system, but is like, oh yes, I love this piece for the closet. Yeah, so my favorite thing to add into a closet is really so simple. It's a shelf divider. You know, you can buy shelf dividers from anywhere, you know. So if you are stacking your if you're let's say you're full, you have folded clothes and they're stacked on a shelf, you can just put the shelf divider in between them. If you have handbags, that's a good way to keep your handbags standing up put them between shelf dividers. And that can work in any type of closet. So you don't have to get a custom closet to go out and get shelf dividers and make your closet have a more organized look. I love that. I got one tip for the handbags. You know what, they all compress. And when you buy a a handbag, a high-end handbag from the store, it comes with paper crumpled up inside it, right? To keep it out. You know, when you shop and you get those puffed airbags, I keep those and I put those all inside my handbags. Hmm, Not that I have many handbags I use anymore. I seem to have used the same one for the past 22 months. I don't know. Same. Right? (laughs) It's like, what? This is, I'm just, I don't know. I love the simplicity of what we've kind of discovered, how much, how little we need. But I do like changing. I do like if I'm out having a different color. And so if you can keep that leather and the fabric from creasing by by putting those airbags in it. And so before you throw them out next time, that's a good that's a good place for them. I never thought about that. Thanks for that tip. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. There's all kinds of nifty things. The one thing I never liked was the use your pop can tabs to cascade your hangers. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, there are things you can do, but right. you don't really have to. So no to that. But uh, they don't even make them anymore, the, the hangers I have, which are flocked hangers, but they have a hook on them. So you can cascade the hangers. So when you're planning an uh, outfit, you're like, mm-hmm. duk, 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 duk. I don't even see them anymore. The, the store that used to sell them here up in Canada went out of business. So, oh no. Yeah. So they were golden and they had a spot for a scarf. So you were putting, oh, fun. you could, you put your accessories or your necklace on the hook and like it was, it was good doll. Yeah. So, you know, this has been such a fun episode. You've given so many ideas for things to think about. I am sure that everybody listening must be thinking of something they can do to better their own closet experience. And I hope you're also thinking of ways that you could integrate being a closet designer like Naima and really helping your clients take their getting ready experience to the next level. It's been wonderful to have you here, Naima. Thank you. So fun. Yeah. So listeners out there, if you like this episode, drop a review over at Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast at napopodcast.com is where you'll find all the other 
episodes. And I'm sure on social media, we always post the episodes out and Naima will be tagged in all of them. So if you want to throw Naima some love for all of her <laughs> tips, or maybe you want to post a picture of your closet joy, let's make this interactive and a prompt for our community to share our expertise and love for what we do out with the world. So until next time, do be safe, be kind, and enjoy your journey. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.